This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Well, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this great day to be alive. Thank you for this honor and opportunity to stand in the very presence of God. Let the Word of God be alive. Let it be powerful. Change us. Renew us. Let this be a day of supernatural encounters with us. In Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. Well, you may take your seats. Thank you so much. We want to give honor to Dr. Steele and uh, Pastor Bev for this great ministry that they are building right here in Johannesburg, South Africa, but also around the world. And I want you to put your hands together for the great apostle, Pastor Theo and Pastor Bev. Come on. Appreciate them by just giving some uh, hand clap this morning. And so it's a great honor for us to be here. My wife is here. The blonde bomb is here in the house this morning. So great to have her with me this morning. And my youngest son is here. Miguel, Michael, he is here this morning, and um, Nikki is in Cape Town this morning. He's preaching in our, one of our churches there. So my family, they are all involved in the kingdom of God. Amen. Well, this morning, uh, I'm going to share with you a couple of things, seeing that it's your, your uh, love month. I, my assignment is to speak about that, and I believe that God's going to speak to each one of you. So, I want to get a, a notepad out. I want to get your phones out, your iPads, whatever. We're going to make a whole lot of notes this morning. And uh, this message, I truly believe, will change marriages, will change people. But my focus is the men this morning. Where's all the men in the house? I'm coming for you today. And uh, we're going to have a great time. Men, women, you must take notes. Go and give it to your man after the service. And for those of you watching online, all the notes are on the app as well. And we really want to welcome you. So wherever you're watching from, please comment the whole time. Tell us where you're watching from. What is your need? And it will be great to interact with you in that way. Genesis chapter 2. Let's go there. Genesis chapter 2 from verse number 15. And while you turn there, let me draw your attention to my book. It's called Hosting the Supernatural. I really want you to get this book. Uh, it will help you in your leadership. It will help you in father and son relationship. It will help you understanding the supernatural. It's available in the bookshop, or you can go and download it on Amazon as well and on the Kindle site. It's all there. And uh, then, how many of you like me? Let me just, I just want to see if I'm in the right place. Four people? Okay. The rest of you, listen, please go and like me on Facebook. Just like the page. And on Instagram, you'll see the stories there, my life, personal life, behind the scenes, and great things. And also on YouTube, um, all the videos of my messages are on there, free of charge. You can just go and get it. All you have to do is type in my name. Just spell it right, please. Nikki is not N-I-K-K-I. It's N-I-C-K-Y. And then type in my last name, and you'll find me somewhere on social media. And then we can become friends. Amen. So by this time, you should have Genesis. Chapter 2, verse number 15. Let's start reading. Then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge and of good of evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that that man should be alone. I will make him a helper uh, for his life. Now, I want you to write down the next five things 
in your notes today. There are five things a man needs before he needs a woman. Are you ready? The first thing is he needs the presence of God. Man was created in the presence of God and then only found a woman or a wife or a girlfriend or whatever. So you must understand before you want a wife, before you want a woman, before you want anything, you need to get the presence of God in your life. God created man in the presence. She met him in the presence. She didn't meet him in the bar or in the club. She met him in the presence of the Lord. Amen. I don't mind if you come to church just to look at girls. It's fine. As long as you are in the presence of God, you will find at least somebody comparable to you in the presence of God. The second thing the Bible says here is that Adam had to work. God gave man work before he gave him a wife. Get a job. All the women say? Yes. Flow with me, woman. The third thing God gave Adam was he needs to cultivate the garden. He needs to cultivate the garden. That means he has to bring out the very best and maximize the potential around him. To make everything fruitful. He only said that to the man, to the man, and that's why God will never give you a finished woman. You have to cultivate her. You have to work on her. It's a lot of work. Amen. Men, help me out. You don't leave me alone on this platform. The woman men are looking for doesn't exist. God gave you raw material to work and cultivate. Amen. So if you are married for 20 years and she's still not what you want, then it's not her fault. It's your fault. You have to cultivate her. If she's picked up weight, it's not her fault. You've cultivated that. If she doesn't dress the way you like, Take her for shopping. Stop complaining. Swipe the card. Thank you, ladies. Number four is he has to protect the garden. He had to protect the garden. Must be a protector of his family. And number five, the Lord said, spoke to him regarding the, the, the knowledge of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. The word of God came to him. Didn't came to the wife, came to him. The man must be the carrier of the word of God in his home. He must teach the word of God. Nothing frustrates a woman more than a man that's not in the word of God. And not in the presence of God. Then verse 18 says this. That this man that he, that's in the presence of God. That works. That cultivates. That's in the, that is reading the word. And protects his family. That man, it's good for that man to have a companion with him. He shouldn't be alone. But vice versa is a man that's not in the presence of God. A man that's not working. A man that's not cultivating. Not uh, protecting and not in the word of God. It's good that he's alone. He must be alone. He must suffer. Amen. So let me give you the five things a man needs. And I'm coming to, the, to my message in, in about two minutes from now. So I want to address the men this morning on the end time temptations of a man. And before we get that, let me speak to you about the man's needs. Woman, write down. I want to see you write down. 
Number one, a man needs honor and respect. Where's the men now? How do you honor him? You allow him to fail. He must fail because he's imperfect. Honor him where he is in his life at the moment. Men are crazy for honor. They live on honor. They want to have honor and respect. Come on, men. Say amen or something. Help. Women allow the Holy Spirit to be his confronter. You don't have to confront him if the Holy Spirit is in his life. Don't be Holy Ghost Junior. He's got the Holy Ghost. He knows how to deal with that. The second thing a man needs is the three-letter word, sex. One guy. All right. Men are visual and physically uh, attracted to their wives. Men want to see their wives naked and in good lingerie. We don't want to see Omachruiki somewhere. Get rid of that old underwear, put on some nice lingerie, and you'll have the best out of your man. No man say amen. I'm just going to keep going here this morning. So men never compare your wife's body with another woman's body. You cannot have sex when both feel like it. Because then only you will have seven, seven sex sessions until Jesus comes. <laughs> so let me help you here today. Does a car need petrol? Hello? All right. Do you drink petrol? Hopefully not. It's not good for us to drink petrol, but for the car, it's good. The car needs it. You may not like petrol, but the car needs it. And so give it what it wants. The woman should have reacted there. Man needs sex. Give it to him. Let me help you here. Let's stick on the car and the petrol thing. Let me, ha- let me see if I'm in the right place here. If we go after the service and, the, and your car needs petrol, and you go to the filling station, and this garage is closed and it says no petrol, are you going to skip? Are you going to park there? Or are you going to go to another garage? Ladies, <laughs> ladies, let me, let me tell you, you must, always ha- you must have a sign on you that says always open. I'm telling you today, men will not fight for sex. They will go and find another garage. Number three, <laughs> finding friendship. You are not his mother. Amen. I said to my wife, I did not marry my mom. I did not marry my school teacher in grade three. I married a friend. So don't try to, to be that for me. A man wants a friend. 
Is that correct? And the husband will open to you if you are his friend. Number four, you need to have a support in the home. A man needs that. Make a place or make a home a place where he wants to come home to. So what is the woman's needs? Let's get to the woman here. I hope I'm going to help you a little bit here. The first thing a woman wants is security. Jesus gave his life for the church, his bride, and we need to do the same. How, we, how do we do that? We sacrifice. As men, we have to sacrifice sometimes our hobbies. We have to sometimes uh, sacrifice an event. Sometimes we have to sacrifice promotion to meet the needs of our woman in our life. The second thing a, a wife needs or a woman needs is non-sexual affection. And I want you to hear me out today. The more non-sexual affection, the more sexual they become. Let's say that again. The more non-sexual affection, the more sexual they become. Listen to her talk. Don't only touch her when you want to have sex, man. Thank you. Number three, you must have open communication. Now I'm going to help the men here. Don't just give her the headlines. Speak full sentences. <laughs> she connects somehow when you speak full sentences. I still don't understand it, but that's how it works. When she asks you, how was your day? Then you don't say it was good. You have to say, at 6.32, my alarm went off this morning. At 6.35, I had my first cup of coffee and run through the day. That somehow connects them to you. Is that correct? Yes. Thank you. Here is something that I, that I found. They said, six secrets that women wishes their husbands knew. They said this, talk to me. Hold me. Have intimate talking with me. And after sex, talk to me. Talk to me. When you hold me, talk to me. Have intimate talking with me. And even after sex, talk to me. Men want to hear different things than women. And so number four is they want leadership. They don't want to be dominated. They just want to have a leader in the home, the children, in the spiritual life, and financially. That's what a woman wants. Can I have an amen on those four things? I want to address the men for the next 15 minutes I have with you. The end time temptations of men. I want you to write down 10 end time temptations that men are facing now and will face in the future. The devil's power is to tempt, persecute, and accuse you. That's his three personalities that will come forth in the end time. The tempter, the persecutor, the accuser. And you will see how that comes through in this end time uh, that we are living in. Number one is sexual temptations. The first temptation a man will face because his, his visual is sexual temptation. There are many men sitting in this building today and even watching online that are facing 
secret sins. What are you doing two, three o'clock in the morning? What are you doing when you're traveling alone? What are you doing when nobody's watching? Those are the struggles men face. Sexual temptations. Every man faces that. Recently there was a pastors and leadership conference held in Dallas. The, uh, the manager of the hotel called in the organizer of the pastors and leadership conference. Uh, the, the, the organizer. And he said to him, this, in this week we have solved the most porn in our hotel than ever before of pastors and leaders you must understand it's a secret sins sexual temptations now i need to say this temptation is not a sin yielding to the temptation becomes the sin are you with me here today number two the temptation a man faces is to blend in, to mix in, to be like the rest. Everybody's drinking, so let me drink. Everybody's doing it, so let me do it. Everybody is, is not honest, so let me also be dishonest. And so the, the temptation comes to blend in with the world, to become ordinary, to become common, to become normal. That is the temptation every man in this building will face. Those of you watching online, this is your temptation to blend in, to become ordinary, to become common, to become normal. Say this with me. All the men in this house say, I'm not normal. Come on, say, I'm not normal. I'm not ordinary. I'm not common. I don't want to be like another man. Right? Now, what separates you from, from you and me? What separates us? The only thing that separates us is purpose. Write that word down, purpose. My purpose and your purpose are different. And purpose separates men. We all face different challenges. I face a different temptation than what my son at 19 years old faces. Those of you who are 70 years old, I face, we don't face the same challenges or the face, same temptations. And so we all have different temptations that are coming to us. The third thing is, the third temptation, to become a natural man and not a spiritual man. There will always be this temptation in a man, the tendency to depend on natural abilities. So the temptation, therefore, is to become natural because we're logical. We think everything through. Men think about things, women feel things. So when a man come, comes to you and says, I think we should do this, a woman will say, I feel we should do that. Totally different worlds we're coming from. And so we have to understand that for us as men, our tendencies is there to go natural instead of spiritual. That's why a, a woman will hear God quicker than a man. She's more sensitive. And we say that's the sixth sense. No, it's just because she's sensitive. She is emotional. She can feel God because God is a spirit and he operates in that dimension. Now, for a man, it's not natural for him to pray. It's not natural for him to, to, to sing songs like, Lord, I love you. You know, I've, I've, I've spoken to so many men, businessmen. They say to me like this. They say, they say stuff like this. Why must I tell another man I love him? Now, for us as Christians, it's fine. 
But you must understand the world don't get it. They don't think like that. So for a man, it's difficult to say to another man, he loves him. I adore you. You are my love, my everything. They say that to their wives. So for us, our tendencies is not to pray, is not to see God, is not to read the Word of God. It becomes a discipline, and if we fall into the natural, we will never become spiritual men. Number four is to be conformed, the, the, the temptation to be conformed to mediocrity, to live an average life. I've got a job, I've got a car, I've got a house, I've got everything, this is good. And we never push for greatness, we never push to go further in our lives. You never grow in your excellence. You become stagnant in where you are in your life. But you must understand that God made us with a desire in us to grow and to advance in our lives. Number five, here is something that I want you to, to, to hear me today. This is probably the biggest temptation, the temptation to quit and to give up. The temptation to quit praying. The temptation to quit seeking God. The temptation to quit giving. The temptation to quit being a father, a husband, a provider in your family. Say this with me. I will not quit. Everyone say, I will not quit. Tell the guy on the left hand side, I'm not going to quit. So listen. A couple of years ago, I, I faced major challenges in, in, in my life, in the ministry, and I felt like this is not going, this is not working for me. I'm going to quit ministry. I'm going to quit all these things. Why should I go through all this abuse? Why should I go through all these hatred in ministry? I am done with ministry. And I remember driving on the highway, and I said to the Lord, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to quit. I'm going to give up. I'm going to find a secular job. And I heard the Spirit of God say this to me, and I want you to hear me. He says, if you say those words again, I will remove the ministry and the call from your life. Because God doesn't want us to quit. There are two things for me as a pastor that irritates me, that makes me mad. And that is when people are disloyal and they want to quit. Don't quit your call. Don't quit your position. Don't quit the kingdom of God. Stop quitting church. Stop being a, a grasshopper that goes from one church to another. Be faithful in this house. Be committed in this house. Come on, we are not going to give up. We are not going to back down. We are not quitters. Amen. Number six, to compromise the truth. We can easily compromise the truth. Number seven, to ne neglect your responsibility in life. You'll be tempted to stop providing and taking the responsibility in your life. Number eight is to abdicate your authority. Now I want you to hear this point. You do not give, men. You do not give your authority away to your wife. Stop wearing the skirt in your home. Amen. Take off the skirt and the high heels. And put on your jeans and your tackies or whatever. But become the man in the house. It's quiet here yeah, because your wife says, don't say amen. I'll get you afterwards. 
The day you give your authority away to your wife, God will remove the favor upon your life. You will lose favor when you give your authority away. It will become an Ahab spirit in your home. Where Jezebel rules and Ahab has to obey to every voice that she says and every instruction she gives. Don't mistreat your family. Don't be a dictator. But don't give your authority away to your wife. It's time you put on your pants again and take off the skirt with the pantyhose. Hello? Number nine. Temptation of pride. Men wants power. Men wants honor. Men wants glory. So pride can come very quickly upon a man. Because we want the pride. We want the honor. God says, the Bible says, magnify the Lord. He's a man. He wants to be magnified. He wants to be exalted. Let me tell you, women, let me give you the greatest secret. If that thing, let's say the garage door is broken or the grass is not cut or what, I don't know what you have in your home. And you've begged your husband to fix that. Let me tell you the secret. Here's the secret. Just tell him how good he is. Tell him, yo, when you put on that shirt and I see your muscles... And you are so beautiful and so awesome. You're the strongest man I know. I've never seen a guy like that. You are the greatest. When you magnify him, I'm telling you, he'll lift the fridge. He will lift the tumble dryer. He will fix the garage door. He'll do anything for you. But when you complain, I told you 10 times now, I'm going to get David to fix it. I'm going to You know what he does? He says, well, go and get David. I'm not doing nothing for you. Amen. And the last one. The temptation to be accepted. Nobody likes to be rejected. Saul lost his kingdom because he wanted to be accepted. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 15. For, do, for we do not have a high priest who cannot emphasize with our weaknesses. But was in all points what? tempted as we are yet without sin was jesus tempted in money the devil came to you and said i'll show you i'll give you all the kingdoms of the world tempted temptation is not the sin yielding to it we're all tempted was jesus tempted with pride for sure was jesus tempted to quit on the, in the garden and on the cross, he says, Lord, I, I, Father God, I cannot do this. He was tempted with probably with, with women as well. We don't know. But in all points, he was tempted. I want to pray for the men today in this house. My assignment is what I've come here to do. And I want all the men to listen to me. If you say, you know, Pastor Nikki, today you really just spoke to me. One of these 10 points I'm really struggling with. I'm struggling with that secret sins. I'm struggling with sexual temptations. The, the temptation to quit of pride. Not providing. Whatever it is, I've given you 10 things. If that is you in this building, I want to pray for you today. Now, I'm not going to ask you to come to the front because we don't have time for that. But wherever you are seated here today, when I counsel three, I want you to stand as a man and say... I need prayer today. There's nothing wrong with the temptation, but I don't want to yield to this. 
I want God to help me and protect me in this end time that I can be a remnant, a man that will survive. I'm the chosen of God. So at the count of three, if you are one of these men that says, please pray for me, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And I believe that God's presence is going to touch you and cover you in this end time move of the Holy Spirit. Amen. One, two, three. Come on, men. Let's do this. If you are in this building, you say, please pray for me. Let's stand. Thank you, ladies. Look at this man. Wonderful. I want to say thank you to the ladies. That's honor for me. Showing your man, I'm proud of you. I'm not going to judge you. We all go through this. So men, would you please close your eyes? And I want you to say this prayer as loud as you can with me. But I want you to lift your face towards heaven. Don't put your face down. Lift your face towards heaven. Close your eyes. You can lift your hands. And I want the woman to pray very softly in the Holy Ghost while I'm leading these men into a prayer of deliverance. Say, Heavenly Father. Everyone, say, Heavenly Father. I'm your son. I ask that you'll have mercy on me. I choose to give up my desires, my carnal desires, my corrupt desires, my immoral desires, the desire to quit, the desire to get depressed. I surrender my desires. I yield to your will. I surrender my will. You know my heart. You know I love you. Put your desires in me. Lord Jesus, deliver me now. Set me free from all struggles, secret sins. In Jesus' name, I bind every spirit behind the temptation. Get out in Jesus' name. I am now free in the name of Jesus. Temptation will not come back. I will restore my prayer life. I am empowered to be a spiritual man. I am empowered to be free in the name of Jesus Christ. Now give Jesus a good praise here today. Come on. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com.